the age of podcasting is here. Staying true to its core of amplifying all voices, Anima Podcasts aim to take this further, bigger, and louder with Here For It. Join us at the Philippines' first ever podcast festival on October 20 at the Glorieta Palm Drive Activity Center as we bring together the best of Philippines' podcast scene and its ever-growing community of listeners. Here For It, powered by Anima Podcasts and co-presented by Globe. The, the donut, donut Box The Donut Box Most of the time when we set a health goal, the first thing we think about is to lose weight. So we focus all of our habits into changing the number that we see on the scale. But is focusing on scale weight really important? Or is there more to the story than the scale shows us? In this episode, we will be talking about fat loss versus weight loss, what's the difference, and a little bit of how to lose fat. My name is Joseph Ashton, I'm a registered nutritionist and dietitian, and you're listening to The Donut Box, where we unbox stories and talk about things we usually don't talk about. And today, it's weight loss versus fat loss. So if you're ready, let's unbox the story. It's Joe. And it's Elijah. And welcome to The, the Donut, Donut Box. Box. What's up, everybody? Hey, we're Elijah. back. It's another <laughs> week, and we're here for another fun time. Yes, it's another episode. You're a bit congested. Would you share with us what's going on right now? <laughs> I have my typical colds. Uh, I usually get it before we travel. Better to get it before you travel than when you're at the actual trip. So, <laughs> yeah, true. but it's, I think it's just a, I think it's just a seasonal cold. We've been traveling a lot. I've been really tired recently, so mm-hmm. I think it's just my body's way of saying, "Hey, maybe you should take it easy." So, yeah, yeah. just been loading up a lot of water and tea. <laughs> we have been traveling a lot, and I think that really takes a toll on your body for sure. Sure, like I did not realize how traveling how exhausting traveling was going to be because usually you think oh you're traveling you're just like having a vacation and having fun yeah Yeah, that's true i mean even if i mean like even the days that we have to go to the airport recently we have to wake up at like 4 Mm a.m and just like oh i'm so tired you wake up early every day and you walk twenty thousand steps a day and then you go home a bit late and then you go to sleep late and you have to wake up again early and you're like oh so mm-hmm. tiring and the biggest part is you don't want to like waste any second so you're like okay let's just keep going 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 you know when you're yeah. traveling you're like oh okay we have like one hour of just sitting around no we gotta be like walking walking <laughs> just keep going yeah. you know and and we have a mountain of a uh, travel coming up soon too and it's gonna be I can already feel it's going to be tiring. <laughs> I already feel tired just thinking about it, but I'm yeah. excited as well. I'm Mostly so excited. for the food. I'm like so excited Mostly for the food. for the food. Like, uh, should we tell them where we're going? No, 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 no. It is. No, 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 no. no, no. It'll be a surprise. No, no, no. I'm not a, a fan of saying your plans before it happens. You are. <laughs> no, you but do but that the thing a lot. Is, will they hear this before or after we Oh, we yeah. Go. We'll already be there, um, pretty much. But I'm not a fan of, like, saying it until it happens. Yeah, yeah, until it happens, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially when it comes to, like, travel. Just because yeah. of, like, you know, the main Filipino struggles of being, of traveling. Yeah, yeah. It's rough. <laughs> okay, but we'll tap into today's um, session and our conversation because 
I wanted to talk about this in depth. So I get a lot of um, questions and queries on my TikTok and Instagram comments, all of those things. A lot of questions are just too hard to answer with the limited mm -hmm. text um, space, you know, with a character. Yeah, with the limited characters that you would Wait, have. Wait, through what? Oh, the asking the questions type of thing? Yeah, like comment section. Oh, there's a limited comment thingy? Yeah, there's a, there's a limit to how many characters you can put in your comments. Oh, it's not like Facebook where you just, uh, it's like, like limited. Like you put the paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Instagram is better oh. than with that. However, there's still a character limit. Like you, you can write more, but there's a character limit, especially wow. on TikTok. So when someone asks me this like question. Oh, that TikTok's has... the worst. <laughs> when someone asks me this question that has like a lot of things that you have to dive into, I'm like, okay, I have to either make a whole video about this. But I thought, hey, this would actually be a really great topic for the pod. Mm. And that question was, at the Joe, what is the difference between fat loss and weight loss? Ooh, I love this topic. This is really nice. Yeah. Especially like when we were both we were both had clients, we would we would like divulge mm -hmm. this information with a yeah. lot of our clients regarding what's the difference. And I think it's really, it's a really good topic just because we, you have that misconception that weight loss is fat loss in general. Mm -hmm. Like that's the term. Or like your only but goal it, is yeah, to lose weight. To lose that's weight. it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like most of the time when people think of weight loss, they're actually thinking of fat loss. That's true. And we'll talk about that a little bit on like why, why that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> cryptic <laughs> as elijah mentioned when we did have a client we would really lay down the difference of weight loss and fat loss first because the very first question that you have to ask your client is what is your goal and when they share their goal you have to also give them a definition of that goal so if somebody says i just want to lose 20 pounds okay now let's define what weight loss actually is because you will recognize or realize that maybe weight loss is not just it you know maybe it's not just actually about weight loss and it's about a lot of other things as well right and then we tap into that so let's discuss weight loss versus fat loss starting yeah, let's off get into it. with body composition so this is something that's important for us to tackle because we have to understand what your body is made of Right. When you say weight loss or fat loss, you're losing something that is in your body. And we have to know what our body is made of. Okay, so Doc, tell us what is the things your body is made of? I mean, okay. So you have your bones, mm -hmm. right? After your bones, attached to your bones are your muscles. Okay. Right. That's basically what helps you. Oh, oh, I hit my hand. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we do muscles. With my muscles. Yeah, no. Uh, muscles help you move your bones, right? Mm -hmm. Help you move your body. And then surrounding your muscles, you have your fats. And then on top of your fats is your skin, right? So those are your main components. Usually it's protein and fats <laughs> and mm -hmm. bone. That's, yeah. That's basic. And water, of course. <laughs> and there's also like water and fluid happening around fluid your body. In, in your body. Yes. Yeah. So to add to that, when it comes to fat, there's usually two types of fat. You have exactly. your essential fat, which is literally mm -hmm. the minimum amount of fats you need in your body mm -hmm. for survival. Because fats are not necessarily bad right away because they are protection. They it's are... not bad at all. Your body needs it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's just because every time we hear fats, it's like, 
always negative in our mind you know yeah yeah, yeah. and of course fat still has an important role one is uh what do you call that when you're cold insulation insulation <laughs> i was like why were you going from your head down i was like mm-hmm. uh I was, like, I was thinking like keto <laughs> for brain power like <laughs> it's um insulation so that's number one insulation insulation yeah. it's protection in case you have literally no more um energy stores because fat is also an energy storage right and you don't want to be tapping into your muscles so essentially when your body is using energy it will tap in first to quick energy to use which is carbohydrates later on it will use your fat stores and in cases where and it's not just like when you deplete fats, you're tapping into muscle. There's just like this, uh, what do we call this? This threshold where now your body is also tapping into muscle and stored fat. And this doesn't mean that if you just stop consuming carbohydrates, you're going to start tapping into fats only because it still requires a certain calorie amount, which we'll talk about that more later, but, you know, because it has to connect to each other. So, you know, you have essential fats for those reasons of energy, uh insulation also for cushioning. hormones yeah cushioning, cushioning especially yeah. for your butt yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> and, and hormones especially for women women who have a very low body fat percentage will likely lose their period and that's because yep. it's very much linked to each other so you have the essential uh, and, fat. And, same, and to go after that you said for women same thing for men for mm-hmm. men who don't eat enough fats that messes up their testosterone levels yeah. it actually does <laughs> so although fats from food is different from your body yeah, from, like, from your body's body's fat yeah yeah, 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 Mo- yeah. mostly talking about body uh, di- fat body fat yeah yeah and then you also have like different types of fats where you have like adipose tissues and then you have visceral fat and there's just like yeah. a lot of um things to know about your body composition but yeah to summarize it is muscle fat which is essential and stored fat bone Mm -hmm. Bone. uh, and then you have water or fluid skin and then you also have your organs so don't forget your organs all all of them up there yeah i still don't understand how all of our organs are like inside us (laughs) like what do you mean like i just can't visualize or imagine that all of my organs are just like squished up in there you know yeah actually (laughs) when when you when you cut open your abdominal cavity you go through the first layer of your skin and then you go through the fat and then you get through what you call the fascia which is basically what's right on top of the muscle you cut through that you cut through the muscle when you open that up there's actually a, a lining that is like that covers bag. no <laughs> no um that covers your organs and actually kind of helps them stay in their specific compress places. them compresses and keeps them like aligned and keeps them where they should be oh right? do you also pop that open yeah you have to you have to lift it up in order to like get through lift like, it to, up to... yeah yeah, yeah. it's like, like a co- shirt it's, it's like a cover it's like a, it drapes over your, your your but then when you say lift it up and you just push it back down doesn't it slide up again yeah okay so the thing i'm talking about is called it's called your omentum it's actually connected your, uh, to your stomach and with your other abdominal organs and it covers that up and it's actually an adipose tissue layer so it's fat actually mm-hmm. and, and which actually like it nests on the surface of your abdominal organs so that includes your stomach your 
your intestines, your liver, your pancreas, and it's co- it covers it, so it keeps it in place. So yeah, if we're talking about another thing that fat does, that it keeps your intra-abdominal organs in place. Wow, I did not know we had like a shirt. Because when you say like lift it up, it, it, I imagine like a shirt where you're just like rolling it up. You can't really appreciate it when you're doing it on a cadaver lab. So when I first... I don't think you'd appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, when, I, when we did an ex, uh, exploratory laparotomy, which is basically opening up the whole entire front part of the abdomen... Mm-hmm. Because you have to go check what's wrong with whatever you need to go through. So it's basically an, a, a surgical procedure where you're exploring the abdominal cavity to see what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you need to take something out, maybe there's a growth or whatever. So when we first, when I did my first exploratory lap in, in, in surgery, when he opened it up, like I was like, what's that yellow thing? And then I was like, oh, that hit me. That's the momentum. And it's like, and then the doctor just like lifts it up. And I was like, wait, did he just lift up the momentum? Is that how it really works? Because like, you know, it's, it's like it's, a screen. Yeah, like it. it's different mm-hmm. from when you learn it than when you actually see it. And you're like, whoa, that's how the body works. And it's really cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> me like, all right, cool. <laughs> Sorry, we got no, a little bit off no, track, I but I mean, it's related. It's what fat. Is in, inside the body. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's body composition. Essentially, your body is made up of many different um, structures, things, all of that. So now let's differentiate weight loss and fat loss. Okay. So Mm. oftentimes we have this goal of, okay, I want to lose weight. What is weight? In a technical standpoint, weight is mass times gravity. So technically there's a certain when you see the scale there's a certain number that it's being multiplied by your mass is being multiplied by gravity to get that so i always say if you want to lose weight go to the moon go to mars <laughs> oh. or or the moon or mars or yeah. <laughs> mars yeah <laughs> or wherever there's a little bit of less gravitational pull you know you can easily lose weight like that because it's mass times gravity now what is your mass made up of essentially or when we talk about weight loss this could be anything from losing water muscle mm-hmm. bone or even losing a limb anything so it, that has mass has weight yes so going yes. to our body composition if you lose any of that you'll lose weight because that's going to impact that scale weight okay let's talk yeah. about the different things you lose water weight muscle mass yeah bone mass fat mass and and all of those things. Let's start with water weight. What is yeah. water weight and where do we get water? What's water for in our body? Well, anyway? of, one, of course, what? I, I'm not sure about the percentage, but like, I'm pretty sure the body's made of like 60 to 70% yeah. water, mm-hmm. right? Around that. Because one, blood, Um, you have your all your fluids and your organs are covered, are surrounded with it and et cetera, et cetera. So how else can you get water? You drink the fluids and from the foods you eat. Um, mainly your carbohydrates. Like what? When I eat carbs, I, I, I have water. Yeah, because in a way, um, when you eat carbohydrates, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. Uh, um, but when you eat carbohydrates, and let's say your body has had enough carbohydrates and wants to store it as glycogen, which is the storage, storage form, form. Mm-hmm. of your carbohydrates, it actually stores it with water. So your mm-hmm. body holds on to water. So I think it's for every gram of glycogen stored, are roughly around three to four grams of water is stored with it. Yes. 
Mm -hmm. So that's what you'll notice when you have a higher carbohydrate meal, let's say the day before, let's say you ate out with your friends, did a little bit of a buffet, something like that. You'll be higher in the scale because not only did you eat more, so you have food volume. So there's another thing that affects your your weight is your food volume, food that is undigested. And then you also have your water weight, which is essentially retaining water from maybe storing carbohydrates or water retention from sodium intake. So this doesn't mean that when you eat sodium, you're automatically retaining water or anything. However, you'll notice that, for example, if you have your period, there's more water retention happening. If you have edema, there's more water retention happening. But this is essentially some of the ways we can see what water weight looks like. Another way where water weight tends to increase your weight is after an intense workout. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us, Elijah, why we would have more water weight after an intense workout? Because you want to not get dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's some some of that, right? That's because of the muscle tears in your, you know, when you have like those muscle tears, it induces water retention as a way of like recovery and things like that. That's why you'll notice if you do a more intense workout, you're probably like, shouldn't I have lost weight? And then the next day you're like, you gained weight and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> because Does it work know, that fast though? Often it can work like that, especially if like, you, you're not used to these types of workouts. It's not like major weight where you gain like 10 pounds or anything on the scale, yeah, yeah. but you'll tend to hang on to a little bit more water from an intense workout. That's crazy. Yeah, well, that's your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. So again, to summarize, water weight can come from um, water retention from sodium intake, something going on with the body, like hormonal. Then you also have your carb intake and even yep. intense workouts. Oh, and then we also have your food volume, which can also change your scale weight. If you are hoping that if you eat food, you won't gain weight, just know that if you do gain weight after you ate a meal, that's normal. That's fine. Because you put stuff in your body. (laughs) Like when you drink water, when you drink water, you also gain weight. I used to be so... I used to be so obsessive with my weight that every time after a meal, I would weigh myself and be like, oh gosh, I gained like 0.3 pounds. I suck. Like it would just be such a big hitter for me, especially when I drink water. So I'm so excited to pee. Every time I pee, I'm like, I'm going to weigh myself. Oh my God, I lost weight. Oh my God, I'm so cool. So good. You know? Yeah. (laughs) By the way, guys, we have a podcast about this particular topic Mm -hmm. a few episodes ago. So if you want to go check that out, head on to our pod. Yes, that was episode 38. Uh, Somebody sent in their letter sharing about how they struggle with seeing the scale weight change all the time. So if you struggle with that as well, it'd be a great episode for you to listen to. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so your weight can instantly fluctuate uh, for many, many, many reasons. Yep. And yeah, uh, your your weight will fluctuate throughout the day. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's why it's always important to weigh yourself if you are going to weigh yourself at at the exact same same time. time. At the, every with day. the exact same factors every single day. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to do every single not, day, but but like every time you do, every it time has to do, be yeah. in the same as much yeah. as possible, the same environment, yeah. same situation, because yeah. that will reduce the risk for errors. Yes. Yeah. If ever, yeah. if, you're, mm-hmm. if you're making an experiment, right, scientific method, whatever you want to do with the least amount of errors as possible, mm-hmm. and the best way to do that is to do the exact repeat, same thing every time. Repeat yeah. conditions. So. Yep. That's water weight and food volume. Another one is muscle mass. So like we mentioned, body composition, muscle is a part of that. Yeah. And while you can gain muscle, which can make you gain weight, you can also lose muscle, which can make you lose weight. Yeah. So 
here's the thing that I noticed in like in general with people when when you hear someone say, I want to lose weight, a lot of times a lot of them want to just lose it as fast as they can, right? Yeah. That happens. And when that happens, people tend to severely cut the amount of calories they eat mm-hmm. or they overdo their cardio workouts or whatever workouts they do in order mm-hmm. to to lo- lose weight lose as fast as calories. possible. Yeah, right. And when you do that for one or two months, let's let's say you you're able to do that. There's people that do that. They they push through it through willpower. That's hard, right? Yeah. But when the willpower is there and they lost a lot of weight, and but you realize that okay, they lost the weight. But a lot of the times it's because they tend to lose a lot of muscle mass. As well. A lot of mm-hmm. muscle mass as well. And well, muscle weighs more than fat. No, so, we already talked about that. It's more oh, dense. More dense. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They weigh the it's same. They weigh it's the just same. More dense. More dense. Yeah. yeah. It's sorry. because it's like the same as like how, what weighs more? Yeah. Uh, a kilo of steel or a kilo of feathers. Like, yeah. it's a kilo. <laughs> yeah. But if you have, let's say, the same amount of muscle and the same amount of fat, fat, yeah. The muscle will be a lot more squished or a lot more dense compared mm-hmm. to. The fat, so it will take up a lot less space, essentially. Yeah. yeah, and like you mentioned, when you're trying to lose weight as fast as possible, you're not considering what you're actually losing. There is a tendency to lose muscle mass, and that's actually yes. something you want to really protect and preserve because as yes. you get older, you will also be losing muscle mass. So if you yes. already have very little muscle mass, it's gonna yeah. impact injury risk it's going to impact your mobility flexibility Mm -hmm. ability to do all of these things Mm -hmm. i've mentioned this in one of the pods but my biggest inspiration is that 80 year old doing gymnast things on like the bar because like i want to be 80 and still be able to do all of these things yeah the thought of if i get older i'm not going to be able to do anything that i'm doing now can't do tennis anymore (laughs) yeah but the, the 80 what is that the 84 year old who plays tennis in up yeah Preach. Like he's, he's barely still, running, but he's he's he still wins. doing it. <laughs> and know? he wins. That's the thing. It's crazy. Exactly. Like that's that's a really important motivation to to take care of your body and take care of your yeah. health. Because it's not just Agreed. about losing as much weight as possible. It's about being able to maintain your quality of life now until you're older as much as possible. Back to the muscles. Um over time, losing too much mu- muscles can actually hinder you from what you want a lot of people say oh i want my metabolism to be faster so i can eat more and i can lose weight more lose fat more my metabolism needs to be fast but in a way you're it's actually reverse when you force and you rush into losing weight and you in turn lose fat and more muscle than you should be losing it actually becomes counterproductive for you because when you lose muscles, you actually tend to have a slower metabolism. Because yes. like when people say, mm-hmm. how can I increase my metabolism? Well, most of the time it's through exercise and gaining muscle, lifting weights, mm-hmm. building more muscle, because muscle tends to build, turns to burn better. Right? More to muscles, burn. calories. More. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you said turns to burn. <laughs> turns, turns to burn. Yeah. 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 Tends, to, tends burn, to burn more calories. More calories. Uh, like, Essentially, it's more active tissue. So if you were to, let's say, have more muscle, it takes more calories or energy to maintain muscle. 
compared yes. to maintaining fat. And that's yep. why when you want to build your when you want to lose weight long term or you want to lose or you want to be you want to lose fat or you want to build up your metabolism a big part of that is actually gaining muscle and you might be i don't want to be bulky i don't want to have so much muscle muscle does not mean bulky okay it will only be bulky if you train and work towards that specific goal but of course genetics plays an, an important factor to that as well where some yep. people are able to build muscle faster than other people so don't be afraid of muscle it's gonna literally keep you alive and strong and best functioning um muscle's amazing we're trying yeah. to build muscle here <laughs> and for people that, that say but i i, I want to look toned muscles <laughs> yeah we'll talk more about muscles. what is like looking yeah. tone or what is looking yeah. lean, lean um, yeah. but yeah so muscle mass is another one bone mass is another one as well mm, so interesting if you lose a limb you're losing some bones you know um hey you want to lose 20 pounds cut off your arm i don't know if it's actually 20 pounds i feel like it's more than 20 pounds but you want to lose that uh, much weight it depends on cut off the your arm, arm. <laughs> yeah you know it depends on the arm but i think mine's like 30 pounds Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, so bone mass is a is a big thing. And yeah. how does somebody lose bone mass? Well, one of the most common ways to lose bone mass is it's very common actually, and it actually is. Oh, this is not like. By the way, this is not a how to lose bone mass. This is essentially how we lose bone mass. Yeah. Don't like... be taking notes and be like, oh, I gotta lose bone. Oh, <laughs> that's how we lose weight. Lose bone. No, no, guys, no. Yeah. Uh, this is actually more frequent in in women. It's called osteoporosis. Osteoporosis basically uh, is the density of your bone, the inside of your bone becomes softer and it eats out from it basically being eaten from the inside out. So basically it makes it weaker, it makes it softer. So the mass of your bone tends to get smaller and smaller. And this is actually normal in aging. That's why one of the most common um, injuries of older people are from falls, you know, accidents like that is because they break an arm, they break a leg or something. It's just harder for it to recover from that. It takes mm -hmm. a long time to recover, yeah. And another thing that we have to look at for osteoporosis or bone mass is your intake of calcium and vitamin D and also exactly. your protein intake because these are yeah. the things that build up um, yeah. your, your, your bone mass. Yeah. So women whose estrogen levels are lower because yep. let's say aging you when you're on menopause you have an increased risk for losing bone mass because estrogen is actually a very important hormone for maintaining your bone mass <laughs> in general that's why you actually have something called the female athlete triad the female athlete triad is one of the things that a lot of um, athletes go through specifically females of course the female athlete triad but essentially it has um three uh points right and that is on top of that is losing low energy availability another one is irregular periods and then low bone density because athletes mm -hmm. work out a lot a lot a lot of female athletes tend to under eat and that creates low energy availability which impacts your hormonal balance getting rid of your periods mm -hmm. and then also impacts your bone density because without your period you are also not producing enough estrogen and other hormones that are supposed to keep those um those functions going so your bone mm -hmm. density is affected so there's another reason why um 
restrictive dieting and over exercising just because it's called the female athlete triad doesn't mean it can't happen to non athletes athletes yeah oh <laughs> yeah well it can't happen to men females. because we don't have periods yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, yeah. It, it not doesn't mean it can't happen to regular humans who are very active or who do restrictive diets and mm. maybe we'll do a whole episode about the female athlete triad as well but yes that's just but another... me. <laughs> as a male <laughs> as a male i think <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's just why we want to emphasize again bone uh dieting or weight yeah. loss is not just you know it's not just as simple as we think that oh i'm losing weight i'm automatically healthy because you have to consider what you're losing right yeah. Okay, so that yeah. is... Oh, by the way, on the whole osteoporosis thing um, for men and women, but I guess mostly women, um, don't... Like, when people, when they say, oh, um, I'm not going to supplement on calcium or whatever until I'm older, when I'm more at risk, mm -hmm. actually, what uh, a lot of my OBGYNs and, like, family doctor friends and colleagues say is that you should start younger, get start in taking a bit more mm -hmm. calcium as a precaution in, in order to help reduce your risk of developing osteoporosis down the line, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. a, a lot of mistakes that people make is that they, like, when they hit menopause is the time that they would start yeah. taking mm -hmm. calcium. But, I mean, correct, you're a nutritionist. You you know this very well. Uh, probably a lot more, a lot better than some doctors because, you know, to, to be fair, doctors don't really, like, in medical training, we don't really take that many nutrition mm -hmm. classes mm -hmm. that maybe around your late twenties or even early twenties, you should already be taking calcium in order to yeah. help prevent and the risk of actually developing osteoporosis down the line, especially if you're an athlete, mm -hmm. like what you said earlier. That Yeah. That's the, what do you call this? There's this, uh, there are a lot of these like articles that tell us that usually you'll stop uh, increasing your bone mass by the time you're around your early 20s or late 30s uh, sorry late 20s around your 20s and that's why it's important to make sure that while you are a teenager you're not doing restrictive diets because you are affecting your long-term growth and health and of course while you're older as well not to do it but starting when you're younger it plays an even more important role to have a healthy balanced diet rather than doing restrictive diets because it's going to impact your muscle mass in the future your health in the future all of these yeah. very very important agreed things. next up is in your in your body composition another part is fat and then you could lose fat so that's where the differentiation of weight loss and fat loss happens because weight can be anything from you are losing fat muscle mass a bone mass or water weight where fat loss is very specific that you are losing body fat you know, it, it's it's very small definition where it's just, okay, you're losing body fat. Yes. Okay. Um, here's uh, any type of cal caloric deficit will cause you to lose fat. That is true. No matter how small and no matter how drastic. But the problem lies within what else is lost. And that's what we talked about earlier muscle, bone mass, water, right? So how do we lose fat? We'll get to that. A, a, we'll get to a, that a, one. We'll get yeah, to that yeah. one, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So again, when we talk about weight loss, it can really be anything. 
So when you, if you are specifically in that goal of, I want to lose weight, that could be easily done by so many things, cutting off a limb or so drastic. <laughs> starving yourself. That is going to instantly lose weight. But like Elijah said, you can also be losing fat, but you have to look at what else you are losing to that extent. Pros and cons, guys. Pros and cons. You lose, you lose your fat, yeah, but you also lose muscle and you lose your sanity. <laughs> yeah. So the big question here is why would we be opting to lose fat rather than losing weight? Because again, weight could mean anything and you don't want to be losing muscle mass or anything. We want to be specifically targeted to fat loss. And why? You know, why fat loss? Because most of the time that would be the stored fat that is not necessarily essential. essential it's number yep. one. Uh, it could also help with reducing visceral fat, which is yeah. fat What's, that coats yeah. the organs. You yeah. don't want too much yeah. of that one. Yep, because you have two types of those types of fats. You have your subcutaneous fat and you have your visceral fat. Your subcutaneous fat is basically the visible fat that you see on your cheeks, on your arms, on your mm -hmm. on your belly, on they're your like back. They're like on the higher layer. Like they're yes. closer to your skin, pretty much. Basically, right, the one that's right above your muscle, right? And then you have what Joe said, you have your visceral fat. Those are the fat that covers your organs, that covers your heart, covers your liver, and all the, that that actually hinder when there's too much of it. I'm not saying it's not it's like not needed. Of course, some visceral like there's still a minimum amount of visceral fat that's needed, but way too much in excess actually tends to hinder your organs from um, functioning from functioning properly. Yeah. It right? also impacts like insulin resistance and many other health concerns. So when it comes to fat loss, you are losing body fat. Now, usually when you lose body fat, you also have the, the, the methods to do it would also often increase your muscle mass as well or things like that. So somebody can, two people can be the very same weight on the scale, but have very different body composition. So that's something to take note of where, again, body composition plays the bigger role rather than just the weight on the scale. Yeah, agreed. Let's quickly talk about how to measure body fat. Okay, so my goal is now to lose body fat since that's what Elijah and Joe said. How do I know what my body fat percentage is? So there's many, many, many ways. Um, let's go from the easiest ways to the most complex ways. Uh, and by the way, when we say body fat measurements, depending on the tools you're using would be the accuracy for this yeah. yeah the easiest way but the least accurate way was to just visualize the person <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah just look at yeah. him mm -hmm. he looks like around 25 percent. Yeah. that's yeah. what you see the photos online where you're like what body the, this is what a 25 percent mm. body fat percentage body looks like things like that it can be a way to gauge but it's not the most accurate because we wouldn't actually be able to really tell when you just look at somebody be like, yep, you're 5%, <laughs> something like that. Unless it's 5%, I think that would be easiest to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, especially when you're in, like, bodybuilding, like, you look at mm -hmm. them, yep, probably around 5 to 7. Yeah, you're like a 7%, you know? <laughs> you're 7%. It's a little bit more. I, I kind of can't see your pecs. By the way, guys, that that's how strict it really is in, yeah. in no, bodybuilding. Bodybuilding like, is, like, a whole other level. Like, 2% is <laughs> as a world of difference already. 
So that's one aspect to just like look at yeah. somebody's body. Another one is um, not the most accurate as well, but you have your bioelectrical impedance analyzer. So this is essentially oh, oh, big words. <laughs> this is essentially a scale with electrodes on them and you'll probably BIA, see right? them yeah the, your bia or bioelectrical impedance analyzer so if you probably go into like a gym like anytime fitness they have the in-body scans and things like that you'll step on them there's like the shiny silver part that's the electrodes you may you might hold on to something but the electrodes are going to shoot through your body you're not going to feel it but the, the it measures are you your, sure about that well, I've, I've tried it and I haven't felt it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so the electrodes go through your body and the way it measures your body composition is by seeing how fast these electrodes go through your different body parts. And it goes faster through water and muscle in comparison to fat. So that's why when you are uh, measuring it, it really tries, it kind of dictates how much your body fat percentage is through that electrode thing. But it's not the most accurate because water weight also changes your body fat um, percentage in the computation of it all and things like that. So also, if you've eaten more food, it will change your weight. And then that difference of your weight in comparison to body fat or the electrodes. So there are many factors that will change the results of your body fat percentage. It could be the water weight, the food volume, because it technically, in a way, computes your body fat percentage through the information that it gets. So the next one from the BIA is your skin fold or your caliper measurements. Oh, I love caliper testing. <laughs> Calipers are like blunt scissors. <laughs> that... No, okay, they're... I say they're blunt scissors. No. They look they're, like that. <laughs> they're, they're basically pinching tools. Oh, they look like scissors. They're like a ruler and a scissor put together. No, 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 no. Okay, you guys, Ooh. search caliper and tell me it doesn't look like a ruler and a, and a scissor. They look like curved, spring-loaded pliers. Yeah, nobody is going to get that. <laughs> like, not everybody is going to understand that one. So... Okay, it looks like it looks like mechanical pinchers. <laughs> well, there are, there are many different types of calipers as well. But generally, you'll see that a caliper has like two prongs that it will pinch your body. And it will also have like a, a ruler of sorts or like a like a measuring tape. Like it kind of looks like a, what do you call those ones? Protractor? That's kind of like attached to it. So like you could tell where it's at. They all look kind of different because like I'm looking at a picture now and there are some that looks like rounded but there are some that just looks like a regular ruler so it really depends on the 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 caliper that you're getting yeah yeah but essentially it i think a wrench it kind of looks like a wrench a wrench is like long oh the front part of the wrench yeah, yeah. that I'm goes up like, goes like this yeah, yeah the front part of the yeah. wrench so like a wrench that opens and closes like a mouth so what it happens it's the the they'll pinch your skin at different areas um different skin folds essentially so they'll fold or pinch your skin and they're they're gonna now use that caliper to measure how much of that is there essentially the thicker it is the more fat you would have when yeah you do it's the skin um fold. It's in centimeters. You measure it in centimeters. So however long that is, it'll it'll say on the the caliper how many centimeters, and you write that down. And there's specific spots. So that's the peak. Yeah. So biceps, triceps, uh, abdomen, chest, um, your pecs, your chest, middle of the ab, like right above your belly button, sides of the mm -hmm. abdomen, and the back, your quads and your calves. 
Yeah. So those are different parts. You just pinching it on your own is not a caliper method, by the way, because <laughs> I used to do that. I used to do a lot of body checking where I'm just like pinching myself and I'm like, have I gained fat in my fat and stuff like that? And I can mess wow. up. Wow. Internal caliper. <laughs> oh my God. No, I gained that, And that's why body checking, body checking is a really big thing as well in like your relationship with food, because you could look at the mirror and be like, you know, that's why that's not the most accurate because the way you see yourself also changes. Pinching your body is also just like a way for you to kind of stress about it as well. Yeah. You know? Best way, the thing I do every morning, I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, hey, what's up, sexy? And it really helps. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> Good does. Good on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so th they would get the skin folds and then usually there's a calculation, input those different ones. There are usually four sites or seven sites. So depending on the method that they use, there's a um there's different types of ways they would compute your skin fold uh essentially next up is the dexa me machine dexa uh, machine <laughs> the, the dexa scan for is actually really for bone mass but it also measures your body fat dexa stands for dual x-ray absorption geometry scan and it will measure by passing high and low energy ray beams through your body kind of like the bia in like a larger um like a larger scale <laughs> essentially and then you also have your hydrostatic weighing where they will weigh you in water how much water is displaced that's how they put in air displacement plethysmography as well similar to that but now it's air and then you also have 3d body scans not getting too into it but pretty much a lot of these methods are expensive yeah like a dexa scan in the states is like without if you don't have like insurance it's like thousand dollars i think not bad <laughs> that's like 56 000 pesos if i'm not mm -hmm. mistaken depending it on could the, even be more rate. depending on <laughs> depending, yeah, when. depending on the rate depending <laughs> on the state you're at but it's roughly that and that's depending expensive. on inflation yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't even know where you can get a dexa scan in the philippines like i'm not fully sure I'm sure there are places, but it'd be very, very, very costly. So yeah, those are the ways that you would measure your body fat percentage. So the most accessible for us is really the BIA because that is the the easiest tool for us to have at any shape. Oh, it's actually cheap to get a DEXA scan here. Oh, how well, much is it? Cheaper than <laughs> than the states. It's five to eight thousand pesos. Oh, that's not bad. But yeah, it's bones it's they call the bone scan right yeah i'm not sure if it's a full bone scan though oh that's the thing you don't know if it's just bone that they're really see they're if they're going to give you the information for like fat man they have anyways, a that's, dex that's... of bone densitometry and capital medical center yeah anyways okay. anyways so yep that is some of the ways that you can measure body fat <clears throat> yeah perfect how do we measure weight scale <laughs> scale and that's really the only thing and again that's why it's so important to remember the difference between fat loss and weight loss because when you are so focused on just losing weight you're just trying to get any change in that number on the scale you are not sure what you are losing whether that's fat muscle water or your mental health because we get so mm. obsessed with that number or but, all three yeah <laughs> But in the same way as well with your fat loss, where you shouldn't also be too obsessed with the numbers on your body fat percentage. What we should really be focusing on is truly the habits that we have when it comes to That's health true. in general.
Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing I want to add regarding fat loss is um, another pitfall about it is people wanting to lose fat at a certain place. In their body. Mm-hmm. In their body, right? Um, that's like what this, you call like this. Elijah, how do I lose weight in my fat? I'm okay with I'm losing in, in your my fat. fat. Oh, <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Again, again. Elijah, Elijah, how do I lose fat in my stomach? I'm okay with the other parts of my body, but it's really my stomach that I don't like. Oh, ma'am. Um, you can't. It just has to happen. You just gotta keep <laughs> oh, losing. You just gotta keep losing the fat. <laughs> yeah. So um, the, that's what you call um spot reduction and. Spot Fat, unlike muscle, can't you can't spot target that right? You can't say okay, I'm gonna do a thousand sit ups and it's gonna make me reduce my body fat in my admin. You just can't do that. Um, unlike muscle, like I want to grow bigger biceps, so you work out your biceps, right? Yeah, because now you're targeting the stimulus to your muscles, um, in your biceps. So because you're targeting it on your muscles, that's the muscle that's gonna tear and build and tear and build. Whereas for fat, you can't just be like doing a bunch of crunches and hoping that you're activating the fat in your stomach. There was some studies that showed there's like some very insignificant spot reduction regarding like blood vessels and when you work out and gain muscle, it can help. But that's so insignificant that you can't really call it spot reduction, right? Yeah. Like generally, um, of course, if you're working out your biceps, you would probably lose fat around that area too. But it's not enough for it to be like, yeah, I'm only losing fat on my biceps. Yeah, and you're probably losing fat all the way around. But yeah, um, but there are certain trends that you can watch out for in terms of losing fat around the body. And those trends would be when you're starting to lose fat, um, it tends to leave your upper extremities first and then parts of your face, then your lower extremities. And usually the last things to go away would be your your upper back fats and side fats and then the ones around your abdominal area are usually what you call your resistant fats and and those are the usually the ones that go away last and it's the hardest to go away because it's a different composition of fat this is why it's so important to remember that um genetics (laughs) plays a very very big role in this because while we can't choose where we lose fat Genetics plays a role in where you tend to lose fat first. For example, for me, I have a tendency to gain my weight mostly on like one is my face and then usually it would be in my stomach area, right? And everyone is different in that regard where you can see some people have very, very flat stomachs, but their arms are a little bit bigger for some reason. And that's because they tend to have more fat mass in their arms rather than their stomach because that's how their body stores fat. Yeah, you know? I'm the exact opposite. I'm mine. Yeah, I think I'm like you. I gain weight in my face and my belly. And when it comes to my extremities, it's not so much. Like your legs are like always uh, very vis- vi- visual with the muscles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's something to remember. While we cannot target fat loss in specific areas, genetics plays a very large role in where we lose fat. But we can still continuously work on habits and work on specific goals if we want to. And for us to lose fat in a specific area, it's really about losing overall body fat. And unfortunately, we can't dictate where it's going to 
course, gonna disappear. In the same way that if you eat food, it's not gonna directly go to a specific part of your body. Like, I know a lot of, you know, like, there's a lot of videos where they're like, oh, yeah, I ate chocolates and you can see it in my arms. Like, what? I didn't yeah. know that. There's that one, uh... Don't you know a specific diet culture phrase that says, a moment on your lips forever on the hips? Like, I thought I thought that was that because I thought women tend to gain fat yeah. in their waist and hips. That's true, but, but not necessarily the food. <laughs> no, that's thingy. true, but diet culture in general has made us believe that certain foods go to specific parts where it's like, oh, you're eating all of this food again. That's why your ass is so big, you know, or like that's going straight to your hips, mama. There's <laughs> always like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I used to have, uh, I used to know people who would tell me like, yeah, I don't drink milk tea anymore because my legs are getting bigger. It's like, it's not specifically the milk tea. Yeah, it's just your calorie it would depend on many factors but yeah, one would be like uh, calorie intake maybe you're actually building muscles and your ass is getting bigger because of that you know many things <laughs> but yes food will not go to a specific place in the same way you cannot choose where you will lose fat as well it's just unfortunate that way <laughs> it'd be cool if i could choose like the fat to go to my ass i want a bigger i want a, I want a bubble butt you know bubble butt would sound nice Especially bubble if I butt. fall backwards, bubble, bubble, like bubble, bubble, yeah, if, or if I fall I want backwards. a butt that expands when you fall. What are you, an old person that needs like a like a an, an airbag? Do you, you know want that, air, that air airbag butt? thing? The the, the yeah. ad for that, or they fall yeah. and it puffs up. That's cool. And it pops, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, that's again also another reason why we always say weight loss is not always equal to health. Because you can lose weight in any way, in any method, but you have to always consider, is this something that's sustainable, reasonable, and actually improving my health-promoting behaviors? Yep. Okay, if you really want to lose fats, and you want to lose weight, or lose fats, right? Another thing that I have a problem with, okay, I want to be toned. I want, like, my oh, arms yeah. to be so, like, cool and toned. Like, how do I do that? Is that something I can do? Uh, well, the best way, there's no such thing as toning, right? You can't, like, it's like, like sculpt it, right? Yeah, you know, like those workouts um, there's, there's, they're there's, like, there's some people your that do arms. this. They're, like, going oh, yeah, yeah, and there's some people, like, like, like they press on it because, like, yeah, it's going to get toned or whatever. But that's essentially just losing subcutaneous fat and letting your muscle show. And if you're, if, for example, you're on a very, very intense calorie deficit and you lose a lot of fats and muscles you're not going to look toned because you lost so much muscle mass that even if you do lose subcutaneous fat the muscle won't show because it's not it's not it's not protruding through the skin but yeah in order to be toned per se is you'd have to gain muscle and Mm-hmm. have less fat yeah. so it'll show most of the so time when, when women specifically women are like oh i want to tone my body what they actually are really looking for is like oh i don't want to lose weight i just want to tone my body it actually oftentimes requires a gain of muscle mass but they're like i don't want to gain any muscle because i'm gonna be look toned. hulky or whatever yeah. <laughs> i just want to be toned but actually when we say that that usually refers to losing body fat and gaining some muscle yeah that's why which leads me to the what would be the best way to lose fats and it would be to be on a slight caloric deficit. Mm-hmm. Remember, no I said no more be, than uh, two to five hundred, two hundred to five hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like we said, when you're 
too much of a calorie deficit, you're going to end up losing more than just fats, mm-hmm. right? And you want to you want to inhibit the loss of muscle as much as possible. So you're going to slight caloric deficit, lift weights in order to gain muscles mm-hmm. or reduce muscle loss. It doesn't have to loss. be super duper heavy weights, right? Right yeah. away, you know. Yeah. But resistance training is key to resistance maintaining muscle mass. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, maintain. It doesn't even have to be built to maintain muscle mass and not to build. You can build if you want, but that's if mm-hmm. you want to, you know, look if you want to gain muscle, right? Um, slow and steady is always the best way to go. Um, and protein intake is also important to is, yes. maintain. You don't have to like exactly. be only eating protein, but if you are on a calorie deficit, in order to preserve your muscle as yep. much as possible, you have to be eating enough protein and yep. also um, moving your muscles as well. Yes, and studies show that if you're slow and steady and you're not rushing and you're making it sustainable, you're making better habits and you're not as restrictive because let's be let's be clear here, any type of weight loss, fat loss is restrictive because mm-hmm. you are restricting the amount because of you calories you're deficit. taking, mm-hmm. right? But limiting restriction and being making it sustainable, making it slow and steady scientifically studies show that it's is what keeps the fat off mm-hmm. one to two pounds it's actually 0.5 to two pounds per week is usually what is seen to be the most sustainable fat loss okay? so if you're trying to lose like 10 pounds a week you are likely not losing just fat anymore in that case so it's very important to to remember that weight loss is not everything but also fat loss is not everything. Habits are the most important. But to know and, and understand what your goal is will play a very, very important role in the way you take care of yourself. And that's why we have this episode. Because to know the difference between fat loss and weight loss gives you a bigger perspective of what you want to achieve and what your goals are. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's perfect. We will probably talk more about fat loss in the future. This is just a quick little dip into that because the main thing we really wanted to talk about was the difference between weight and fat loss because that was our our main question. Yeah, um, next time we're going to go into like lipo- lip- lipolysis and I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Biochemistry of fat. Yeah, if you guys have any other questions or things that you want to talk about, uh, definitely... Uh, Talk, chat us up at the Donut Box Pod Instagram if you have any singular questions. If you have any main concerns you want to let us know in the form of a letter, we will definitely um, stir up an episode for that. If you have a certain topic you want to talk about, make sure to look at our past episodes. Maybe we may have covered it before. So check it out. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Donut Box. I can't wait to see you guys again next week. Bye. And that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. Hopefully you are following the pod. And if not, why not? Follow the pod. You can also follow us at the Donut Box Pod on Instagram to be part of the next episodes. Don't forget to follow me at It's Joe Sebastian on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Threads, and X. Or follow at HealWithJoe.rnd on Instagram for more nutrition things. The Donut Box is an Anima Podcast podcast. Don't forget to follow them as well for the latest pods. Until the next episode, don't forget, you always deserve to eat.